What's up? What's going on, my man? Not much. How are you doing? Really good. Did you have a good Christmas? Oh, yeah. How about yourself? Good. I I had an awesome Christmas. But, bro, Damian Lee. (laughs) Yeah, Damian Lee wins this game for the Warriors at the buzzer. Are you ready to start recording? Are we all ready? Is Channing coming on? No. Okay, sounds good. But, bro. I, I don't... Here, I'll, I'll ask him. I, I, I bet he didn't watch it, in which case, um, yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure he probably didn't watch it, in which case, there's no real like point in having him on. Yeah, okay. So, do you basically just want to talk about week yeah. one of the NBA? Yeah, well, let's just focus on the Warriors for this one. Oh, and, okay. All right, let's maybe, go. Maybe in the next few days, we can do a more holistic one, and we'll have Shannon on. But okay. really, I wanted, I wanted to just talk about the Warriors with, like, 75% of the focus being on the game against the Bulls because I didn't watch the game against the Bucks. I watched their entire game against the Nets and I watched the okay. entire game. So should we start recording? Heck yeah, let's do it. We'll just start from like this whole this whole beginning. I feel like it's fine. So yeah, let's get into it, dude. So what part I, st- I watched the third quarter and the fourth quarter. Okay. Yes, sir, dude. Okay. So what do you want to kind of, you want to, can I please, you want to talk about Kelly Oubre here a little bit? Sure. So let's talk about <laughs> Kelly Oubre, who I actually thought he was pretty good on the defensive end. Uh-huh. This game, he provided um four steals and yeah. really sparked a lot of transition offense for this Warriors team. Okay. He also took a lot of the load against um Zach Levine, and he was able to shut down Zach Levine pretty effectively in the first half. Zach Levine was able to get some offense going through the second half, but I would say more of that was probably at Brad Wanamaker's expense. Wanamaker got a lot of run in the second half, but I'm sure when you wanted to talk about um, Kelly Oubre, you had more of a focus on his (laughs) offensive struggles, which were still very much apparent in this game. Kelly Oubre has his only field goals of this season have been on dunks and he has in fact missed two dunks as well. So um, it's been very much a slow start for Kelly Oubre on the offensive and that did continue on this game. He went 0 of 6 from 3, Mm -hmm. 3 of 16 overall. Um, He was second on the Warriors in shot attempts behind Stephen Curry. Just a pretty miserable outing for Kelly Oubre on the offensive end. I don't think he sunk a 3 yet this year. No, yeah, all of his makes have been on dunks. And so he did keep being aggressive. He did keep shooting it. None of his threes yeah. were even close. <laughs> um, he had maybe one or two online, and one of them was an air ball, and one of them was probably about a foot short. So just a pretty pathetic shooting display um, from Kelly Oubre tonight. Yeah. But um, you like that he st- stayed involved in the game, made right. a bunch of big defensive plays, took on the tough assignments. Um, yeah, so even when the shot wasn't falling, I still think he was one of their better players tonight, if we're being honest. Um, let me look what his plus minus was. Yeah, he had a plus minus of nine. Just I would probably rate this as a pretty solid game from Ubre, although he did suck on offense, which is right. you're concerned about that just because um how much of a pattern that has been throughout um this season so far. Yeah, I know it's so frustrating to watch because yeah. it's not like he's getting bad looks. No, not at all. And it's really just the touch that's deserted him. Like if he's not open with space, 
So if he doesn't have like enough space under the basket to power up for a dunk, like he's just not going to make it. Like his touch around the basket has just totally deserted him. Like layups, he's not even hitting rim on them at this point. It's very troubling from Oubre who um, was supposed to be the Warriors like big off season acquisition, obviously Wiseman they drafted with the second overall pick, but right. I think most people would have expected Uber to be more impactful this season. So the slow start has been disappointing to be sure. Yeah. Um, one thing I've just noticed with the games that I've watched, cause I watched most of the bucks game until it got yeah. out of hand. And also with the nets game, I watched the majority of that and it was just, right. dude, some guys like Andrew Wiggins, just mm-hmm. even if you have an open three, just mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like, just drive, dude. <laughs> yeah. And Andrew, I mean, he did. He did. He did hit a couple today, though. Yep, he went two for three. I thought he had a pretty solid. No, yeah, he game. had a good game. He had a good game. Yeah. Yeah. So he's so good at driving, bro. When he gets to the rim, he's pretty decent at finishing. But I mean, yeah, we just are three are shooting from behind the arcs terrible and some of these teams are so freaking good it's insane chris middleton jonah Mm -hmm. smacked us around he's so good i didn't realize how good chris middleton was bro yeah chris middleton should have been all nba last year it's really disappointing that he didn't make it but yeah um the warriors shooting is just not always there but this was a good game this was a team that was more on our level oh yeah um and i joked about I joked about this with you a couple hours before the game started that right. statistically, <laughs> and this is a small sample size theater, only two games into the season. Yeah. These were the, statistically the two worst teams in the NBA. Right. Obviously, exactly. the Warriors statistics have been very deflated mm-hmm. um, by having to play two of the best, probably two of the four best teams in the NBA and the yeah. uh, Bucks and the Nets. But yeah, very, um, very slow start for them. And a slow start for the Bulls, who are 0-2 as well. And for the first 18 minutes of this game, it definitely had that feel. It had the feel of, like, two of the worst teams in the NBA. And as the game went on, um, Stephen Curry started to hit his shots, mm-hmm. as, did, as did Zach Levine and some of the supporting cast on the Bulls. And the offenses started to loosen, loosen up. And this ended up being... Uh, more high-scoring game. The uh, Warriors posted an offensive rating of 111.9 and the Bulls an offensive rating of 111.1. So, yeah, so this game ended up being fairly competitive, fairly entertaining. So, I know, yeah. dude. Um, didn't Steffi drain the 1-3 at the end of the third, right? Yeah. Yeah. Deep three. Yeah. Yeah. And then that- a deep three at the end of the third. And then in the fourth, and this is what I wanted to talk about with you too, is um, Steph started hunting his shot a lot more, which mm-hmm. I thought was important because in the first two games, especially from what I saw of that Nets game, Steph was still in the mindset of having to play sort of that team first basketball. Where you could he tell, would, yeah. Yeah, where he'd trust his teammates to make plays for him and for themselves as right. well. And for the last 18 minutes of this game, Steph was about as thirsty as I've ever seen him. Like he was... Mm-hmm for sure hunting a shot and it was working. He started off this game. I want to say he was like, like he was like three for 12. I no, Yeah, he was like, Mm -hmm. he he was off to a pretty miserable shooting start, which 
um, was carrying over from his first two games. He went two for 10 in both of those. So, yeah. so once he started getting aggressive in the fourth, I think he finished five for 15 from three, still nothing to be happy. I'm sure he's not happy about that percentage, but you could really start to see him sort of get into a rhythm in that fourth quarter. And yeah, a like, lot of it was off the dribble. Right. My dad was making fun of him because he watched the video of him making 105 threes yesterday <laughs> or whatever that video. Yeah. And then he's like, bro, why can you only make like five? Like at one point, when didn't you say he was like three of 12 or something? Yeah. And he finished yeah. five of 15. Yeah, dude. He was, yeah, I don't, the board, I, I want to take back. I thought we were, I don't know. We got to ride out the season still. We've still got time. We yeah. have a lot of room for improvement. When's Draymond supposed to be back? Oh, we still don't know. Okay. There's no timetable yet. Uh, he's day to day. So it could be, oh, okay. It could be next game. It could be in like a couple weeks. So, oh, okay. Did you, what happened to Lori? Yeah. So um, I'm curious about that too. Cause that was, and you're referring to Larry Markin and the Bulls yeah. forward. He was having a wonderful game and then, hurt his ankle in midway through the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and did not return. He actually left the stadium and we still don't know what it was. And that for me, that was a major turning point in the game because Laurie was having a great night. Um, let me pull up his. The marksman. Yeah. My dad fell in love with him after this game. He's like, why can't we have Markin in bro? Yeah. So he was <laughs> seven of 13 from the field, four of seven from three added in seven rebounds as well. And he had, he led the bulls with a plus 13, which actually, as I look at it was a game high plus 13. Mm-hmm. So he, um, he just had a tremendous game and you yeah. could tell once he was out, it just was not the same for the bulls offense to be fair. Markinen was the beneficiary of some pretty soft defensive matchups um, he was guarded by Pascal quite a bit, and Pascal just looked awful this game. We can talk about him later. Okay, um, I, I didn't get a whole lot of Pascal, but yeah, you want to talk about him later for sure? Because sure. I and felt like he's he's decent, but yeah, I don't know. A lot you, of our guys just look a little off right now, dude. Yeah, and Markinen spent some time with Toscano Anderson, um, and Markinen was able to take care of him pretty quickly. And that, for me, that was a pretty big takeaway too was just how bad the Warriors front court is defensively. Like mm-hmm. it, it was, yeah, it was pretty bad at points. Um, James yeah. Wiseman, he is impressive and he definitely showed some things like he had some good blocks. He does have pretty quick feet. Like even, even that shot um, late in the fourth quarter where Kobe White was able to get that step back off over James Wiseman. Wiseman got a good contest on it. Wiseman stayed in front of him on the perimeter for quite some time. And the defensive stats ended up being um, fine for Wiseman. Like statistically, he didn't have a bad defensive game, Mm -hmm. but he had a lot of errors as well. I think there were three times where he bit on a pump fake, two of them from Wendell Carter, um, who Wiseman is Wiseman seven three seven one i think he's like seven one yeah yeah so wiseman seven one wendell carter is like six nine i want to say and wendell carter has a very low set shot there's just no reason for james wiseman to ever jump at one of wendell carter's shots and um yet he did it twice and the first time wendell carter was able to get by him for the layup that was in the first quarter the second time i want to say was in the third quarter and 
that time Wiseman actually really impressed me with his recovery. Like he got pretty quick feet. This time was at the three point line, which is why. So um, Wendell had more ground to cover to get to the hoop. Wiseman was able to get back in front of him pretty quickly. Carter didn't get a shot off on that possession, but um, as athletic as Wiseman is, and as much as I still believe in his defensive potential, he just has a long um, ways to go in terms of just awareness and just IQ. Like, you should know not to bite at those sorts of pump fakes. Wendell Carter mm-hmm. has been having an atrocious shooting season so far. So just just no reason for Wiseman to give him the kind of respect he was giving him this game. So yeah. Yeah. The Warriors definitely got bailed out on a couple possessions because Levine was trying to he was falling in love with his shot a little bit, which was yep. fine with me because yeah. he was taking some deep trays. And yeah. I was kind of like, okay, I don't know. Cause he's not really, I mean, he's really good at everything. It seems like, but he's not really a three point guy, right? No, he can definitely shoot the ball a little yeah. bit, but yeah, obviously. Um, yeah. But you don't want to like you were saying, you don't want to just completely forget the method of the offense late in the fourth quarter. And I actually thought Levine, um, yeah, really did not have, his best game like you're really yeah he really fell in love with the shot in the fourth quarter it seemed like the offense was kind of stagnating a little bit as the Warriors made that big comeback late in the fourth and part of that obviously is due to not having marketing on the floor obviously he's such an important piece in terms of floor spacing especially with as bad as that Warriors front court is defensively not having marketing a guy who's a pretty smart mover off the ball and really knockdown shooter at the four position not having that stressing out the defense was a big thing but yeah just not not a great showing well not a great showing in the fourth quarter by Levine he did he did have some moments late in the third early in the fourth primarily Mm -hmm. during the minutes um where it was being guarded by Brad Wanamaker who I wasn't a huge fan of the game Wanamaker had he did finish with four steals which um is very solid, but overall not a great game for Wanamaker. And Levine, he basically did what you'd expect him to do. He put up decent scoring numbers. What was his final point total? Yeah, 33 points. So um yeah. scored a lot, but on 23 shots, he um he took a lot of iffy shots, like you were saying in the fourth quarter. So mm-hmm. pretty much par for the course for Zach Levine. Facts. Yeah, what's um what's Steph's free throw total at yet? It's over 60 in a row now, right? Right, yeah. So he That's broke, freaking insane, dude. Yeah, he broke that record, and then I think he got back to the line a couple more times and didn't miss. So, yeah, that's pretty impressive. He never even touches rim, too. They're all no, just, I know. It's freaking insane. Were, what were you watching the game on? Do you guys have, like, Comcast? Or do you just have, like, do you watch on your phone? Oh, um, I the league pass app on our TV. Oh, okay. Because yeah. we were watching it, and the was the reception really bad for you? No, really. Every, was... every single time, like every single, I want to say thirty seconds or a minute, it just froze and blacked out and came back. It was oh. the weirdest thing ever. I have That's like it. no idea why it happened. So Dang. stupid, but it was so funny because there was a few shots. They came up and they fro it froze. Yeah. Like right before my me and my dad were like, is that a make or a miss? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then every single time it would be a miss. But the Warriors three balls, even though I kind of been ragging on their shooting, that's basically what saved us today. 
was just a bunch of guys knocking down some threes like Mulder. And then um, Jordan Poole hit a couple, I think. Right. I think Poole might've gotten one this game. I actually thought Poole had a pretty terrible uh, game, which I'm, I'm far from Poole's biggest supporter. I'm not exactly a Poole stan, but yeah, not a great game for him, especially defensively. He just cannot stay in front of anybody who looks totally lost off the ball whenever he gets switched on a big, which happened quite a bit because Chicago just attacked him relentlessly in the pick and roll. It would never end well. And to be fair, um, Jordan Poole got stuck on the court during what was what almost lost the game for the Warriors, which was Steve Kerr opting to go with Eric Pascal at center. And I think it was during that run where Wendell Carter might've scored three or four baskets in a row, all in the paint. One of them was off a pretty nice cut. And then the other two were just pick and rolls where he was able to um, set a good screen and then um, have the head start into the paint. And that Warriors defense with Pascal at center was just atrocious. Like Pascal had a terrible game. (laughs) He was able to hit a few jump shots. Um, let me see what his <laughs> shooting ended up being. He was four for eight from the field, one of two from three, six of seven from the line. So he was playing pretty aggressively, but and he was and he was he kind of was just doing his normal Pascal thing on offense. Like he was playing very aggressive, trying to get downhill. Um, he settled for a few mid rangers, but he initiated a lot of contact. He was playing aggressively. Uh, he hit a big three in the corner in the fourth quarter. I want to say it was in the fourth quarter. So what you'd expect from Pascal offensively, but the defense was just a very major issue this game. Yeah, dude. I am. I'm, I'm really concerned for this season because just based off of, I mean, how much better can I'm, I'm just really interested to see where we're at at the end of the year. Because it's really hard for me to imagine that we're going to be – because you know how Steph – and I watched one of his post-game interviews after the Bucks game, and he's like, we need to learn quick and get better. But it's, I mean, how much better can you really get throughout the season? I don't know. I'm just kind of concerned. But I don't know. You never know. And I think Draymond Green is going, is going to help. He's going to help a lot. Because- yeah. This Warriors team, they just don't have a lot of competent passers on the floor right now. Yeah. I imagine that was part of the reason Wanamaker got to play in the fourth quarter. Not to mention the Warriors were just having pretty good luck with that swarming defense. Like, they they stole the ball so much. Mm-hmm. Like they, they created did. so many live ball turnovers, got out in transition a lot. And a lot of that was due just to, like, the feistiness of Ubre and Wanamaker and even Curry to an extent. Like, they're all pretty aggressive defenders even if they're Mm -hmm. not the best defenders they all just try to go for those steals try to fluster the offense and it worked it worked perfectly this game um against teams with better um backcourts like i think the warriors have a game against the pistons but then two games against the blazers coming up you imagine lillard and mccollum will just be able to toast that that's gonna be fun can't wait Yeah, that will will be fun it's Um, not gonna be close i don't think though but you never know if Draymond comes back and he's playing well, uh, but yeah, it's hard to expect too much from Draymond just because of how bad he was last year. And he's starting the season off with an injury. Uh, it's just, we don't know whatsoever what we're going to be getting from him, but theoretically like front court defense and passing 
are by far the two biggest weaknesses of this group. And Draymond certainly supplies both of those things. Yeah. Now they just need some solid screen setters. And that brings me to a guy who I actually really liked this game. And I'm a big fan of his Michael Mulder. What do you think (laughs) about Mulder? No. Yeah. I saw him. He hit, I want to say two, three balls. And one was later in the game and it was a corner three. Yep. So he was two for six overall, two for five from three. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he's, he's good. He's really good, but he, I feel how many minutes did he get? He only played for 10 and a half minutes. I honestly yeah, I feel like thought, he doesn't play that much. Yeah. And I think he should play more. Like, yeah, I like him much better than Jordan Poole. He played the least out of everybody in the game. Actually. I think. Yeah. I think he should take Jordan Poole's minutes for sure. Probably some of Wanamaker's minutes. I like playing Lee on the court. Um, mm-hmm. Lee just adds another guy who's rebounding. Solid. Yeah, he can rebound. He's capable with the ball in his hands, and he can pass it a little bit. Just another like smart NBA player on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think Mulder deserves a more prominent place in the rotation too. I just, I just can't wait for this Jordan Poole experiment to end. Man, he's so he's I. I don't think Jordan Poole's an NBA player. I would be surprised. I'm starting to get that feeling about Eric Pascal too. I think really Eric, interesting. I think Eric Pascal could be a bench player on a bad team where he could just score. But um, we'll see. I'm, I'm I'm starting to turn on Eric Pascal. He looks so. You heavy. liked him last year. Uh, I, mean, I I remember you talking about. It. You're like he's kind of good. Well, he got he got to do he got he got granted a lot of liberties when he was playing on the worst team in the NBA. Yeah, and now that the Warriors are actually trying to be competitive, and um, I just don't see the fit. I'm I, if I did like him at one point, definitely not so much anymore. And I could have been swayed, I guess, by the fact I think he dropped like thirty four or thirty six on the Blazers when. Yeah, depleted Warriors team took down the Trailblazers last year. But yeah, I I don't think I'm the biggest Pascal fan at this point. We talked about Wiseman's defensive game. Do you want to talk a little bit about his offense? Because I -hmm. thought there were a few interesting takeaways um, from him offensively this game. Um, I basically, I think he can score at, I mean, it's a pretty small sample size, but I mean, he seems to, he's capable of scoring at all three levels. Yeah, which is cool to see out of a big man, especially in today's game. Right. So um, the three pointer um, as Wiseman has generated a lot of hype, mostly undeserved, in my opinion, through these first three games. The biggest like um, the biggest piece of evidence people will point to in terms of like why they think he's going to be a superstar going forward is just that three pointer. He, I think going into this game, he was shooting 80 percent, something like two, um two makes on two and a half attempts per game. So basically that just translates to four out of five on the season. He went one for one today. So that makes him five of six on the season. So he's just setting the world on fire from three <laughs> on a very small sample. So I yeah, exactly too much into that. And the shot looks good. Mm-hmm. What really concerned me today was just the overall lack of touch that I saw from James Wiseman. And there are three specific examples I want to point to. He okay. airballed two mid-rangers. Oh, which, I, I saw one. Yeah, I saw that, one of those. Yeah. That's pretty concerning. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and he, in the first quarter, he got a rebound 
and he tried to make he I think he had just gotten a block and then he got the ball back and he tried to make a full court pass to I think it was either I think it was a sprinting Kelly Oubre and he just airmailed the ball over <laughs> and so I think there's it's a little rough around the edges mm-hmm. for James Wiseman. The two mid-rangers, I think both of them were somewhat off balance and he doesn't shoot threes unless he's like um lick your finger and check the wind wide open. Yeah, yeah. So I I do think he's definitely a guy who needs to like set his feet and check the wind and just mm-hmm. take 5 minutes before um he takes a shot. And so I I think he can be a good shooter this year just on a very limited volume because I don't, I don't think he's going to get very many um, chances just to take super wide open threes. But Mm -hmm. if if he can make them as on like a 35% clip, I mean, that's still pretty good. That's still better than most centers. And so I think the shooting through the first three games has definitely been a bit of a positive development for James Wiseman, even if it's been severely overblown on like social media and all that stuff. I was a little bit less impressed by his play in the post. He had one really nice move where he was post. I think this was in the third quarter. He got post position against Wendell Carter and they gave him the ball and he just went straight up immediately with a hook shot and banked it in. That was awesome. There were a few times where he caught it and they sent help. And one time I think he might've gotten bailed out with a foul. And the other time he went to that same hook shot and just completely um, missed everything, which is um, which is mm-hmm. what you'd expect from a rookie center. But as much hype as Wiseman's gotten over the first three games, I, I guess all I'm trying to say is that he's still very much rough around the edges on both defense and offense. And mm-hmm. we've seen a bunch of like amazing flashes from him, which is encouraging. The three-pointer, I think, is a lot better than I expected. But um, it's, it's still going to be a while before he's – a net positive for this Warriors team. Yeah, I agree. One thing that I'm really concerned about is just Stephen Curry. He's going to be playing a lot the entire season. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's just, we're going to be riding or dying by what he's doing. Yeah. And it's just going to be a lot of workload, dude. Yeah. Um, He played 36 minutes today, which isn't terrible. No, but just, I don't, he's, if we're going to win games, I don't know. He's going to be playing a lot. I'm scared. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, um, Curry was pretty terrible in the first half of this game. Yeah. Like, it wasn't until the second half where he really started to take over. And that's encouraging. You always want to see your guys have like a strong finish. But Back. the first half, he had quite a few turnovers. He missed a ton of threes. He even in that fourth quarter, he missed a pretty um, wide open layup, which that. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. That almost costed them. But yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm. So we have, we go to Detroit next. I think so. Here, do you want me to yeah. Read schedule? out the schedule. Read out like the next couple games. And what's Detroit? Detroit, I think, is one and two right now. Um, I'm just happy we won oh, a game. Oh, and two. Oh, they're Owen too. All right, we got a shot, dude. <laughs> we yeah. make it to five hundred. That'd be sick. Oh man, it's gonna be an interesting season to say the least. Yeah. We, so we play the Blazers twice in yeah. um, starting in January. 
King's going to be a tough game. Clip two games against the Clips. That's going to be freaking miserable. The Raptors. Raptors are 0-2. Yeah. Shootsy. Oh, my God. And then Pacers are 3-0, bro. Yep, I think they just beat the Celtics in a close one tonight. So, Dang. Yeah, I don't know. You want to talk about the Blazers for a little bit? Uh, do you want to just do a podcast in the next couple of days with Shannon on it so you can talk about him? Yeah, perfect. But I'm just so happy the Warriors won a game, dude. Yeah. Yep. That, and it was a great shot by Ali who ended up giving them. Yeah. He shot so confident. No hesitation, bro. And I think Damian Lee and Michael Mulder should be more, um, involved in the rotation. Yeah. I would definitely, cause here, let me just look. Lee played 20. And Mulder played 10. So that's about 30. Poole played 13 and Wanamaker played 14. So that's 27. I think that rotation should be even more imbalanced towards Lee and Mulder. I, yeah, yeah. I just, I just think having both of those guys who are NBA level, like size and shooting and Mulder actually sets decent screens, which is, vitally important to this Warriors team, which is very much starved for players with that skill. Yeah. I just think those two make such a big difference. Mulder this game, uh, he had a plus minus of zero. So me not making the biggest impact, like statistically, a lot of that is just due to the fact that he played with a lot of the bench lineups in the third quarter, but he had an offensive rating of 118, a defensive rating of 118. Um, yeah, I, I would, I'd, love to see them go back to Mulder even more. I know he's on a two-way contract, so they can't play him every game. But, yeah, he's just a winning player, in my opinion. Mulder's on the two-way? Yeah, I think so. Oh, boy. is Damien's not, though. No, not Damien. Yeah, Mulder's. He was last year, though, right? Um. Yeah, I think they converted him to a regular contract at the end of the season. Is and that maybe, easy to do? Yeah, if you, have, if you have an open roster spot, it's easy enough. So what is like Nico Mannion doing? Uh, he's on a two-way, but they just haven't chosen to use any of his games yet. Oh, okay. And yeah. then, all right, I got it. I got you. All right. I guess before we go, um, just one last little tidbit. What do you think about Kent Bazemore getting the DNP tonight? Do you think he? I was surprised. Why? Why is that? He was like the only yeah. active guy that didn't play, right? Uh, yeah, maybe they just think he's sort of redundant with what they get from Wanamaker and Ubre, um, as just sort of that like front line steals guy who can sort of disrupt at the point of attack. Yeah, I have no idea. Base more to be sure has been a liability on offense. Like he turns the ball over a ton. Mm-hmm. He can't really shoot it, and the offense was an issue for the Warriors much of the first half when they kind of struggled and fell behind. And yeah. so maybe they just thought the juice wasn't worth the squeeze, especially when they could just <laughs> play Ubre or Wanamaker. So yeah. that would be my best guess. Overall, it's good to get a win. It's good to see Steph Curry find his groove in the fourth quarter. Right. I still have some questions about the Warriors. Oh, um, yeah. It's too early for me to like change my predictions or anything. I still need to see what they look like when Draymond comes back. But um, yeah, but you you so you're already giving up on Pool and Pascal. Uh, Pascal, not yet. I mean, <laughs> I, 
Uh, it's only uh, been three games, man. Give Jordan a chance. It hasn't been three games. It's been a season and three games. I, Facts. I, I, and you, you remember this better than anybody. I was far <laughs> from a Jordan Poole supporter last year. So this, this is nothing new. Um, <laughs> Pascal's a little newer. I have Pascal. I've really been disappointed in Pascal this season, but yeah. we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, thanks for coming on. This was a, it was, Thanks for doing this tonight. Um, it's nice to get this like little short one where we can just react. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's funny that you wanted to do one just on the war dogs. Well, I mean, I just, I was watching the game and I knew you'd be watching it too. So I thought we might as well just talk about it, you know? Facts. Um, one more thing. Yeah. What happened to the uh, Clippers, dude? I don't know. I wasn't watching that Did game. Did you not watch that game? No. Dang, yeah, I texted Hayden. I was like, bro, I'm pretty sure the Clippers got this one. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking crazy. But yeah. Um, Yeah, so do you you want to go tomorrow with Shannon? Yeah, we can talk about, you just want to talk about everything that transpired or you just want to keep it focused on the Blazers? No, I think we should talk about like all the big storylines, pretty much anything except the Warriors because we did a pretty good job with the Warriors today. So I see what you're trying to do here. What? <laughs> just push the Warriors out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. With our own podcast. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Thank you so much. This was great. Yeah, this was fun. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye.